Hello and welcome to a special episode of Viper Rambles where I speak to the content creator Sonny Evans about a host of topics, starting with, does Sonny ever play GTA 5 purely for fun? So do you not play GTA at all? Like like online? Like you're saying you're hating it now? No, but you, you make videos no. about it, so. It's kind of like a job for me. <laughs> I don't play it except when I record videos or whenever I have an idea or whatever, but. I suppose that's true for me as well, but you don't like the game at all anymore. Like, are you playing other games casually, like in your off time that you don't make content about? Yes, yes, there's quite a few. One of my favorite games is like City Skylines. I'm super hyped for City Skylines too. Like those type of games, I guess. Diablo, I've been playing lots of Diablo. I kind of outgrew GTA and I don't know, third person shooters and stuff. But GTA 6 comes around, of course. You know, of course. Like fire probably gets for me, but man, yeah, the fire is uh, long gone for a GTA online. I mean, they are like at this point, like basically releasing content that they made previously so i can understand why people who've been playing gta online for a million years are done with it me of course like i had like what 200 hours in gta online total over 10 years so my playing it now it feels like a new game to me in a way I, even though while i recognize that the updates are not very good especially compared to other games in the market i still have some fun with them so hopefully i can keep that fire going until gta 6. I think you got lucky in the fact that you did not really play GTA Online before. I played it a little bit intermittently for various different reasons over the 10 years or whatever. But um, it's only within the last year or so that I've really jumped in to play it more. And so even while a lot of the content is dead, most people probably couldn't play that content as readily as I can. But because I have viewers who will jump in with me to play different games and stuff, a lot of the value with GTA Online is if you have some friends that you can play it with, it becomes a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. Is there a key point where you can remember that it changed for you or it snapped and you realized that this is no longer working for me or you fall out of love with GT Online, this making this stuff is boring or it was a slow, steady hit yeah, into the ground? It was, like, it was like chipping away every video. And at some point I became even less interested in making videos, I guess. There was a time where it's like super cool that you get to do this for a living and you get to make content for a living. It's like, and there's like this fire that burns because it's so cool to be able to do this. But yeah, uh, over time, it becomes more and more of a job with each and every video. And I'm like, mm, yeah, the fire is not there anymore. It starts chipping away. Here's an interesting question for you though. Is that in any way correlated to the numbers? Like when the numbers are really big and huge, and then they start slipping, going down, and you, you have to fight a little bit more to get those same numbers you had before. Did that at all contribute to your lack of drive? You can't deny that like when you have a video that really bangs, it's like a big dopamine hit, right? Like it's like fantastic to see and, and you get like millions of views and people love it. And that puts updraft onto your channel and you get a lot of new subscribers. That That is good, but to say that directly correlates i'm not really sure like i don't watch a whole lot of youtube channels and i definitely like you don't go out of my way to look at how well or how bad people are doing around me like this is not really interesting information or something that i look into long story short i, I don't th really think there's like a, a correlation for a long term you know like i still feel it's a chore right now i'm working on a video i expect it to do well given the current climate of GTA Online and, and whatnot, and, and the state of, I guess, content, because I do feel that there is some decline in there, given the DLC videos did not do as well, but the DLC was quite kind of lackluster as well. But yeah, look, at the end of the day, it still feels like a chore, the one I'm making right now, and that feeling does not go away, <laughs> regardless of how well it's doing or how well the next video is gonna do. Yeah, editing does become easier, I suppose, or more fun, <laughs> if, if you get a few more numbers, I suppose. It's a good point. Yeah. Is Sunny planning to leave YouTube soon? It's a scary thing, especially if you try to branch out to something that's 
very different from GTA Online. What are your prospects? Are you very concerned about your future? Are, are you eyeing other employment opportunities? I'm not per se scared about that. Like, I wouldn't mind going back to work. Like, I've always said that. Like, if getting a job again, like, that's not YouTube. I, I've never really minded doing that. And I even miss uh, certain aspects of that, to be honest. Uh, I, I miss going to work and having, like, kind of consistency and also co-workers. Uh, it, it's great doing YouTube and playing video games, but man, I am missing aspects of it, that's for sure. So I'm not really like scared about it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, eh, there's plenty of jobs out there and I can do whatever. Honestly, the two things you listed there, co-workers and consistency, are the two things that most people cite as the things that they potentially miss when they become a YouTuber. You don't meet as many people, unless of course you get like really big and you go to like endless different events and stuff, which like I don't, but uh, it's a very solo job, which is not what a lot of people like. Although certainly being in a solo job is often better than having really shitty coworkers, right? Oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, I think we're both very, very, very blessed in the position we're in. It's fantastic to be able to do something like this for a job, but man, it, it's not like the dream job that it looks like, I suppose. There's so many, uh, there's a lot of downs to it. But as I say, a lot of upsides. Like a lot of people get into this job very early, like a 17, 18 or whatever, haven't really had normal jobs. So can't really appreciate how good this job is uh, in, yeah. in many aspects. But because I worked many normal jobs, I'm like, I don't really want to go back to that. Even though I do miss sometimes just being able to do my nine to five and not worry about stuff and uh, have co-workers that I see every day or every couple of days that are nice people. I do much prefer this kind of life. And I do wish you the best in uh, finding something suited for you or transitioning to another type of content and being doing well at it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, either way, not not too fast, you know. Like I I, I can do both on the uh, end of the day. I'm uh, as, as long as you're happy. That's the most important thing. Right now, I don't feel like super happy about things anymore. So it's just you know time to change things up. So uh, I'm working towards that. Will Sunny create content beyond GTA Five? Have you considered making content out of these other games that you enjoy? Maybe not on your Sonny Evans channel, but could you make a cool Diablo 4 video on a different channel or something? Not anything you're interested in? I am going to start doing it. Like, I got one more major video coming up, like, so, so one of the Across the Map challenge videos. But then after that, I definitely want to start branching out a little bit more like you've been doing as well. I quit my job a long time ago because I really wanted to pursue YouTube and do something that I really love. And now it's gotten to the point where I'm doing this and I'm like, I'm, I'm essentially in the same boat that I was in, in the last like couple of years where I was working my daytime job. Where I'm like, oh fuck, I really don't like doing this anymore. To the point where it's like, yeah, I gotta either do something else. I gotta find a job <laughs> or I got to uh, change things up drastically. So I'm just gonna change it up and uh, see where we go from there. I always come up with the worst passwords ever. So as you guys know, I challenge people to games of GTA Guesser, right? And as a function of that, I need to make a lobby which has a username and password. And I am very bad on the spot of thinking of username and passwords. And Sonny Evans, the last person I challenged, embarrassed me by leaking the DMs where I gave him the username and password. So the first room I made was called Sonny and the password was Evans, because that was his name. And I realized I accidentally had it on screen, so I just showed everyone the lobby name and password. So I'm like, oh, I better make another one. And I couldn't think of something, so I made Pizza Pie. You'd be surprised how often the lobby name or password is just pizza. <laughs> you don't need any numbers or anything because it's just like a, a simple lobby or whatever. But it's funny, I think in one of the sessions, someone did manage to join. I think when I was playing with TGG, someone managed to guess the username and password because I probably just made it like TGG sucks or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do I enjoy streaming more than making YouTube videos? I assume you enjoy streaming more, right? 
I have a horrible mindset as a streamer these days. And it's part of the reason why it's impacted my numbers because I have a hard time just sitting here being boring, which is funny enough what you need to be able to do to be a streamer. You need to accept that every single moment of your stream isn't going to be some action-packed thing where you're doing the most interesting thing. These days, I feel awkward when I'm just sitting around doing nothing and I have to leave. I stream for a specific purpose. Get up in the morning and I say, okay, I want to record this particular challenge run for this amount of hours for this footage for this YouTube video. I don't, as some people do, just get up and start streaming and then just play a video game for six hours or whatever and then go to bed. I have a hard time doing that because I don't find it interesting enough. I do enjoy streaming, but I stream for the sake of making YouTube videos. I stream for a specific purpose. So streaming is like, if I have too much of a backlog of footage that needs to be edited, or I don't have any particular good ideas, or I don't have energy or whatever, it's the thing that I just say, fuck it, I'm not just gonna stream for X amount of time until all the footage is caught up. So like streaming is the lowest priority thing that I do, especially because I watch YouTube. That's my preferred form of content. I much prefer the end result, the edited, cut down stuff with a bunch of added footage to make it even funnier. I, I prefer that content than what I produce on stream. On stream feels somewhat lazy, but it is the foundation of which most of my content comes from. So I, I have to do it. And as I, I do enjoy it, but the end result on YouTube is more satisfying to me. No YouTuber first, streamer uh, second. And, and that wasn't always the case. Um, I've, I've kind of flickered back and forward depending on different points in my career. Probably has to do with the fact that you use speedrun a lot, eh? Like actual single play speedrun all the way through. Like that's just, that is kind of like your roots so And that is content on its own. While now you have shifted, I guess, a little bit. But even then, content. the speedrunning, like back when I was just speedrunning every single day, I was okay with being boring because most of that didn't become YouTube content, especially back in the really early days when I wasn't even making YouTube videos out of it. So if I was boring and if I didn't say a single goddamn word for 10 minutes, who cares? I'm there to speed run and people be entertained by the speed run. But these days, if I'm doing anything on stream and I don't speak for a long period of time, I think to myself, oh shit, this section is going to be hell to edit. There's going to be no words to connect these different scenes together. There's going to be nothing funny in here, but there has to be something funny in here for these scenes to be able to be connected in the YouTube video. And so it is this pressure if I'm not on my A game, I'm potentially ruining footage that won't come again. Like, because obviously you do a lot of voiceovers for your work, but I have to stream with an understanding that I might not be able to do those voiceovers and someone else is editing this. So if I don't explain something on the day, I, I won't be able to fix that in post, or at least not easily, right? And so the nature of how I have to stream is very different from the early days and very different from when I'm making footage that I know I'm personally going to be editing. It's these considerations that you don't realize you have to have until you start doing this and it becomes really frustrating. Was getting editors beneficial for my channel? How do you do it? Because you swapped over to having editors, right? I still edit and I edit every day. I would say there has never been a major reduction in the amount that I edit. If anything, I stream less, but edit the same amount. All that having editors has enabled me to do is have a greater polish on everything that is made and to do far more. For example, I now have a dedicated rambles channel. Once upon a time, I was doing the rambles myself and what they would be is a slide that goes dov dov and then it has just text on screen saying what the ramble is and then like an unedited selection of my stream where I would talk about a particular thing. Over the many years, I slowly edited it a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, till the point came where I realized I was spending a lot of time on these rambles videos that weren't doing many views, when I could be doing that, spending that editing time on things that actually matter. 
And so now I have a dedicated person doing that editing. And the quality, of course, has massively gone up because it's one person's dedicated role. And I haven't stopped editing. I just now edit something that actually matters rather than doing the rambles. So it, it just enables me to do far more and to dedicate myself to the stuff that actually matters and the stuff that I personally have to do, as opposed to like doing no editing at all. There could be a reality where I do no editing, especially when I, if I find people who are better than me in every aspect, but finding such people is very hard. and. It's hard to imagine there's ever going to be a point where there isn't something that I'm better off doing myself. And, and as well, I, I do like the creative process of editing. I like, I like making funny things, not just in the streaming aspect, but in videos as well. If you ever want to think about getting an editor, I mean, I, go for it. it. It does certainly help and, and it does help your output. But um, I don't think the channels that have no editing input from the creator do as well. I don't think. Yeah, that's kind of always been a worry of mine. Like, I've, it's it's crossed my mind more than once to help out with the more tedious videos that I maybe don't want to do, you know? Like, the problem I'm facing is the videos I do are tedious enough as it is. It is an actual process. It takes a long time to do anything like across the map challenge. That's also why I, instead of like doing them every like month or so, this has been like, man, it must have been like six months now since I've done the last one. But yeah, and then after that, going into the editing process, but the, the main concern I have with editors is kind of losing like a bit of identity, I guess. How do you deal with that? There was some content that is more editable by other people. For example, there, there are a lot of channels that do voiceover stuff where they like read a script uh, where they're talking about a topic and they get an editor to add B-roll to that. That B-roll can be added by basically anyone on the planet. It's just you mention a particular thing, so you find footage of that particular thing. Very easy. But when you come to like like work that you do, especially when it has a lot of voiceovers from you and you're, you're picking and choosing particular scenes and, and as you say, the comedies and the editing, it's uh, a lot harder to find someone who can do that exactly the same way that you do. So you either just accept that it's going to be different or you're very involved in the process. And depending upon the project and depending upon the editor, I, I am more willing to have things not be exactly my vision or be my vision and, and just require more input on my part. For example, all my editors for any project send me a project file. They don't render it themselves. And so I have free reign to pick and choose and change things in the final edit until I get it the way that I want it to. And so in the early days, I might give a project to someone and they might edit it for a week and send it back for me. And I might work on that myself for two days to make sure it's exactly as I want it to be and exactly as I would do it. But these days, like I have a handful of people who I trust enough or who I believe their own style is of benefit enough to my channel that I just render it, maybe with a few checks here and there. It's just something you have to accept that things won't be exactly as you want it to be. And you just gotta, as you say, that you just hope the way that they do it is uh, of an asset to your channel. And you know, after testing hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people over the years, I found some people who um, that's the case for. Yeah, that sounds really good. That sounds a, a lovely place to be in. It takes a lot of work. The job becomes streaming management and editing and uh it's, it's not for everyone and it does have a lot of stresses i've got servers and stuff and <laughs> and organizing it all is a bit of a pain but uh it definitely increased my output and it's definitely good for the channel so do i still find enjoyment in editing you still find enjoyment right in the editing process and editing in general it depends on what i'm editing there was a point in my channel where i could honestly say that I was the best person to do the editing for every single thing that was made. It would annoy me to some degree that people couldn't do things to my exact style and my, my exact quality and stuff. But I've now 
found people or people who work for me have um, developed skills sufficiently that that's not always the case. I can honestly be editing something and I can think to myself, man, I would much rather X person was editing this because they do a much better job <laughs> than me. Eventually you just accept that there are people out there who can do things that you're doing better than you can. I remember once upon a time, I thought I could never get people to do my thumbnails because I wanted a consistent vision for all the thumbnails over the channel. And I thought I could do that to the best. And then I found someone who could do it better for me. And I was like, oh, that's depressing. <laughs> I still enjoy editing, but sometimes when I'm editing now, I think to myself, oh no, I shouldn't be editing this. I should be recording some other footage or thinking of some idea or managing something. And I should just have X person edit this for me. But the process of editing, when I get into it, like I'm, I'm fully in the zone, I can just feel like I don't blink for nine hours. It just goes, like it, 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 the whole day goes. I'm like, what, I've been editing for nine hours? What is this? But it depends on the project. I just find a lot of enjoyment in crafting that perfect joke when everything just falls together in exactly as I want it to. And I can look back at the footage afterwards and go, that is actually funny. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but I, like, I, as I say, I do get that feeling of this is a goddamn grinds. I can't believe I have to do this. this I, I look at a project, I'm like, that's like 20 hours of editing left. <laughs> Fuck. So I, I get those feelings, but fortunately there's enough of that spark there that uh, I, I still do enjoy it. I am more similar to Doug Doug than you realize. Kind of reminds me, like, there's a lot of similarities between you and I think Doug Doug in that regard, eh? Yeah, me and Doug Doug have always made similar kinds of content. He has moved over to having more people editing his stuff as well. It's certainly the case that I have looked at what Doug Doug does at various different points and seen the similarities and thought to myself, what is he doing that's better than what I'm doing? Is something that I can do to improve myself? And usually that's not the case. He's just a lot better than me at a lot of what he does. That guy's in a league of his own. Like, like, like it's crazy how well he does things. So smart. Things that he can do, he's actually like able to do with coding and whatnot. Yeah. Exactly, that, that coding stuff is really, really helpful. But he's also just a yeah. funny dude. He's certainly had some issues as well, like I have. He's had um, energy issues and uh, he's gone to a bunch of doctors to figure out what's wrong with him and whatnot. It's nice to see someone else in the industry that you share a lot in common with doing so well. It shows me that like I have somewhere to go. <laughs> in my way, yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to just become like a Doug Doug clone or something, because we just independently started doing similar sorts of stuff over the years. But obviously, if something works for him, it's probably going to work for me. And I'd be foolish to not attempt to emulate what's working in the market. The downside of collabing. The only downside of collabs is, I mean, for one thing, like it was meant to happen at 9 a.m. his time, but I forgot and I contacted him at like half an hour to eight his time. So it was like 7.30. I'm like, oh, are you ready for half an hour from now? He's like, oh shit, I, I thought it was nine. I'm like, oh no, actually it was nine, I'm sorry. Like I woke up at like 2 p.m. not feeling super energized. I had to sit around for like two plus hours, not really wanting to start doing any kind of work because I knew I wouldn't be able to finish it. And I had to wait for the, the time when we could collab. And uh, I lost a few hours to the day. But that's kind of always going to be the case. I have that I actually need to harden up and realize that I can start something while I'm waiting for something else to happen. But I'm just feeling run down like I don't have a lot of energy. Thanks again to Sunny Evans for chatting with me. Be sure to check out his content linked down below. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.